The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There was a Jew that lived in New York City. He didn't have an apartment to make a sukkah. He had to make the sukkah somewhere. He didn't have a porch. He didn't have a backyard. He lives in a building. Where is he going to make the sukkah? So he finds some back alleyway of the building that seems deserted. Nobody even knows about it. No one trespasses there. And he says, you know what? I'm going to make a sukkah over there. It's under the sky. No one can see me. And it's a safe place to make a sukkah. According to the halakha, it works. And nobody's going to even know that I'm there. It's not going to get in anybody's way. And he goes and takes boards. He takes skach. And he starts building a beautiful sukkah. When he's done, he goes back into the building. And as he walks into the building, he sees the super. And the super gives him a look. And he realizes that he knows exactly what he did. He looks at him and he says, uh, David, what's that thing that you just made over there? Ah, don't, <laughs> don't worry about it. That's just a sukkah. It's going to be there for seven days. It's not going to get in your way. Nobody even goes in that back alley. Everything is fine. David, it's got to go down. What do you mean it's got to go down? Why is it going to go down? I, I worked so hard to build it. He said, it's a hazard. It's a cold. The law, you got to take it down. Oh, come on. Please, l- l- let me keep it there for seven days. He says, I'm sorry, cannot keep it there. He says, what about the roof? Can I make the sukkah on the roof? He says, this conversation never happened. I can't tell you yes, but I'm not going to say no. But he didn't ask me. Great, thank you so much. He takes down the sukkah and he goes up to the top floor, right before the staircase that gets him to the roof. And he says, you know what? Before I go there, let me just go to the guy that lives under the roof because he really has the rights to the roof. And let me just knock on his door and tell him, hey, how you doing? I'm just going to be on your roof temporarily, seven days using your, the roof, seven, eight, nine days. I'm not going to be in your way. I'm not going to step there a lot. I'm not going to be doing a lot of walking. I'm not inviting a lot of guests. No one's going to, it's going to be quiet. And I'm going to be able to, to be there if it's okay with them. So he goes and he cordially knocks on the door. And the guy, the, the neighbor, opens the door and he says, Hi, how are you doing? My neighbor is David. I'm one of your neighbors in the building. Hi, how are you doing, David? Nice to meet you. Yeah, of course. I see you right. Of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah, of course. Great. Uh, I'm sorry to bother you. But, um, you know, we would like to just build a sukkah on the top floor. Do you mind if I, I use the roof just to, to make a, a, a sukkah? It's not going to get anywhere. I'm not going to be there a long time. The guy was ready to do it. And then he thinks, this is a good opportunity to make money. This is a good way to make money. I'm sure if I charge him, he'll pay. So he looks at David and he says, sure. For just a thousand dollars, you could have the roof for seven days. A thousand dollars? thousand dollars for what? I'm, I'm just using it anyways, not being used. I didn't even know that I'm there. I didn't have to ask you. I was just being nice and gorgeous to do it. I was being gorgeous to do it. And you're not charging thousand dollars. Listen, if you don't want to make your sukkah over there, you don't have to. Oh, here you go. He's playing hardball. Let's let me make the sukkah. For sure. Thousand dollars, you can make the sukkah. He says, all right, you got it. I'll pay you a thousand dollars. And someone could be thinking at this point, what in the world is going on? Here I am, trying to make a sukkah, 
He makes one downstairs. He's pushed out of there all the way upstairs. He decides to be nice. And now he's charging $1,000. Okay, you got it. I'll give you $1,000. He's about to give him the money. And the guy says, but we have to write a contract. We got to write it up. I'm a contract. I'll take a piece of paper. I'll sign it. You don't need anything. I said, no, no. It's got to be legalized. It's got to be documented. And I have a lawyer that can do it for just $500. 500 For what? I'll, I'll, you have my word. I'll, I'll make the contract. Okay, listen. If you don't want to make your sticker, you don't have to. All right. I'll pay you $1,500. And he pays him $1,500. In order to be able to make the sukkah, and finally goes upstairs, he starts building the sukkah, he's making a nice area for the sukkah. And as he's upstairs on the roof, he, he realizes he's got to move some things to make it happen. And he moves some pieces of metal. And as he's moving things around, he hears a big clump, something fall to the floor. He sees, and there's a bag. He opens the bag, it seems nice and heavy. Maybe it's full of metal and junk. And to his surprise, it was full of jewelry. Gold, diamond, whatever was there. He couldn't believe it. Jewelry over here? Something's wrong. No one hides jewelry over here. Only robbers that don't want to get caught. And they're hiding the evidence. So he runs to the precinct and he says, I found a bag of jewelry. Someone must have lost it. Maybe I have a report. And if you do, you'll know who to return it to. Wow, thank you so much. What's your name? What's your phone number? He gives him his information. He goes back to the sukkah, and a while after Sukkot, he gets a phone call from the precinct again. And they say, David, could you please come down to the precinct? On the one hand, he was excited. Maybe they're going to tell him, Hazako Baruch, we found the guy that it belongs to. And then he got scared. You know, maybe they're going to turn it on him, and they're going to say, you were the thief. So he gets to the precinct, and the sergeant speaks to him, and he tells him, listen, Dave, we have to have a talk. Please have a seat in my office. He goes to his office. He has a seat. He says, thank you for returning the jewelry. In truth, it actually does belong to someone that was robbed. And we have a file. And the jewelry that was found really belongs to him. There's one problem, however. He passed away already. And he has no inheritors. And according to the law, you get all the jewelry. Here you go. Congratulations. Ah, How are you going to believe it? That jewelry belongs to him. He was so happy. But of course, the police were going to keep it quiet. They were going to advertise this in the news, in the papers. And when it got to the papers, the neighbor that lives right under the roof found out about it. And he goes to David. And he says, Dave, cough up the jewelry. That's my roof. And that's my jewelry. He says, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, that's my roof. You don't want to give it to me? I'll take you to court. And he takes David to court. And the judge says to David, what right do you have to be on his roof? He says, well, I was making my uh, sukkah over there. And did you have rights to be there? He says, as a matter of fact, I did. I had rights to be there. I asked for permission. Do you have any documentation? He says, of course. And he pulls out a contract. And he says, here it is. A contract that I rented the roof for seven days he goes, you had a contract? Who writes a contract to rent a roof? I don't believe it. How could this be? He looks at the contract. And he looks at the guy that was claiming that it was this. He says, you let him be there. You even wrote up a contract. The jewelry belongs to him. Fair and square. 
Look at the Hashgah Piratit. He could have said, Borei Olam, come on, I'm trying to make a sukkah, and here I am, I have to be knocked out of the, 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 the alleyway, I'm going upstairs, I'm being nice, and I'm paying $1,500. Hashem, what's happening? And Hashem says, I am guiding you, I'm getting you out of that alleyway. I'm pushing you upstairs to where you go, to where your, your mazal, to where your sakhar, to where your parnasa is. Hashem is pushing him and directing him into the best place. Pay the $1,500, get the contract out of the guy. And what looked like was very difficult time for him was really all to his advantage. That's what bitachon is. Bitachon is realizing that Borei Olam runs the world. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.